Welcome to the 200th episode of the War Stories Official Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. And I'm John. And we have two highly anticipated, very special guests. Welcome back, Chris. How's it going? You're going to have to get closer than that, brother. Oh, man. Just, just put your lips just, on it. Yeah, just... Oh. <laughs> it's not like vodka. It's shame. <laughs> and somebody that we've been asked about... Uh, a lot since moving. What's up, Elliot? Really? Yeah. Who gives a shit? The audience. No, they don't. They fucking swear to God they do. Why? I wonder why. Fuck, 200 episodes. 200 episodes. Not counting locker room. That's just war stories. 200 stories. It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. We thought we'd all be up here. Uh, who knew when we started in... My house, John's house, and your house that we would all be up here, with the exception of Charlie. I, I didn't. Yeah, I'm still stuck out here, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully not for long. That's my, that's my hope. But, you know, if you go to aerospace stuff, that's a lot of that's down there, too. So, that's we ha- I've got, um, I thought we'd all go around and start by reminding the audience. Uh, so, you guys know me, you guys know Chuck, you guys know John. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, for those of you, for the audience that hasn't listened in a while, Chris, why don't you uh, remind everybody the first time you were on what what you talked about? Uh, first time I was on, I talked about uh, a couple war stories I had uh, during my service as a police officer for my city. Good. Anyway, I came on to tell my war stories and reach out. Um, I thought it was a great platform that you had. I was listening to a podcast and found this one. I'm like, man, it seems like a great outlet to tell my story. And to me, telling stories is pretty therapeutic. And I thought uh, I'd like to share mine. And then, and real quick, what was one of those? Just so that everyone knows. So we had a like in, in summary. In summary, yeah. The uh, one was we had a pretty decent gang shooting on the south end of our town. And we had some uh, unsavory people sitting across the street from one of my partner's house uh, that were connected with that person that was shot by us. And then the other one was a domestic violence incident. I went on and ended up uh, dumping that dude, uh, me and my sergeant. I don't know if that sums it up proper or not, but... Yeah, you had a guy that was yeah. um, sitting outside the house of one of your partners. Yeah, right? gang members, Serenio gang members. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody knows John, but... Uh, do they? Do they really know me? They do. Yeah, they know me. They know you. They have they, no idea. They have no idea. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't no know idea. you like that. <laughs> it's not like Call of Duty know you. <laughs> and then, of course, Elliot uh, sharing with us all the old school stories. Uh, and some of the greatest canine stories. Uh, Arco. <laughs> The stories of Arco. I don't remember half of it, to be honest with you. You don't remember half of what you <laughs> shared? Uh, I remember the first one. Wasn't the first one uh, the uh, after 9-11? Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. I think that was and the first one. And then you shared the, the RTD, uh, the bus oh, story, yeah. shooting that dude in the chest and they yeah. didn't even penetrate. Yeah, shared I that one. that one. Uh, the, the Did you ever share the 
did you ever show the Arco story of him biting that uh that big lady who came out with a frying pan and he bit her in the ass? I think he bit her in the thigh. Or the thigh. Yeah, he got hit in the head with a frying pan. Who did? You did. You had a <clears throat> you had a knot on your on your eyebrow, and you had like one of those little uh, what, do you, what do they call those? Bandages? Thinking of someone else. No, you had. You a, told us that story. Yeah, yeah you had a. <laughs> yeah, that's what somebody <laughs> getting hit in the head with a frying yeah, pan. I think say. I would remember that. No, 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 no. Either or maybe I got hit in the head with. That's a frying what I mean. Pan. Yeah. yeah, right. What do they call it? <laughs> the butterfly bandages. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. And you had it on your forehead, or like pretty much right above your eyebrow, and I guess. Did, I don't think he told that story because I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't remember hear. I mean, the Eula Love story. You unless you were the it? gas man at Eula Love's house, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you don't remember that, but Arco took a chunk he, out of her thigh because he took no. a frying pan to the head. Arco's bit a few people, but not not a big black lady. Well, Charlie knew that story, and I knew that story. So how do we know? I get your story because he doesn't remember it either. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> I like clearly, you told them when they were kids. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember it. Okay, can you guys summarize the story? Black lady. Just assumed it was a black lady. Well, who else? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've seen frying pans flying, like I'm sure you have, and I haven't seen one in other than a black lady's hand. So, in I mean, let's be honest. In, in, in summation, summation, it was basically it okay. was it was. I don't know if it was a warrant service or or something, but basically, you were waiting to do a sniff on a house for whoever hit the house, right. and as you're waiting there, yeah, one of the, the local ladies came out, and you were just happened to be the first person standing there, and and you got whacked, and Arco bit her. Right, Charlie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you were going ready to serve Dude, a warrant or whatever. For uh, yeah, you must be. I yeah. I need to serve. I remember. <laughs> drink, yeah, you're, it's not enough alcohol in your. No, it's I not enough blood in your alcohol stream. I guess. Um, I remember you telling us, and I because I have told this story. My wife loves to get me to tell this story to people that want like because we'll talk dogs with people. We have a big German Shepherd, you know, and she always wants me to tell the Arco uh, biting the guy in the trailer hiding under the bed. Biting him on the face. It wasn't was Barry. That was Barry. That was oh, Barry. It was a Barry. Okay, yeah, that was a fucked up bite too. Yeah. So she wants. She always wants me to tell that one, and Sorry. that's okay uh, because that like it's so obviously graphic. So that's that's I think that's one that sticks out to me over the course of this show. Um, is is the yeah that was a bad one. Yeah, that was probably the worst bite I've ever seen. I remember uh, we had a guy on. I think it was a friend of yours, John. He had been to Iraq or Afghanistan, and he told the stories about the wild dogs in Afghanistan and how they would throw a bottle of piss out in front of them, and the dogs would go over and attack the bottle of piss because it smelled like, you know, human piss. And then the dogs would eventually turn on each other and like eat each other. And uh, do you remember that guy we had on? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. That was Uh, back in your dad's kitchen. Back in the way back, that was way back. Yeah, way back when. So 200 episodes. I'm trying to think. I mean, I could barely remember 10 episodes back just from (laughs) looking at it on the podcast. So right. I just know I think I was on the first one, and then maybe like a few later, and then that's it. (laughs) You were on the first. No, no, no. I meant like telling a story as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. I think so. The first. You were the first story. Yeah. And then your dad was the second story, and I was the third story we told. Mm. And yours was the 9/11 story, and that that story fucked me up. Like for those of you that don't want to, you go back and listen. That was a to rough it. story. Yeah, that was a rough. I story. mean, yeah. Talk about therapy. Oh God, yeah, right. Yeah. Some of the some of these, um, and then Charlie, you came on as a guest because you knew John, and you yeah. told the story of was it your OIS? Was your first? Yeah, story? I told the story of my OIS. Yeah. 
and then um <clears throat> that was that was the beginning of me knowing you and then of course like i said we've talked about this coincidentally as charlie's leaving our next guest is coming in and they know each other <laughs> just yeah i know him very well he's a supervisor of mine for a very long time but it was somebody i had known since i was or in he high got school. knocked down who was that is a sergeant uh, from lapd hannah He came from school PD. Yeah, he came from LAUSD yeah, PD. He went lateral over. No, way before John. Yeah, this I was going to say, I don't know. So Hannah. he was my no, no, he's got campus like cop on. when I was in high school. Oh, I see. And he was watching out for me. Small world. Yeah, because he knew my dad was a cop, so he was watching out for me. And then he lateraled over to LAPD. We maintained an actual friendship after I had graduated. Then he lateraled over to LAPD. We talked. We maintained friendships throughout the years. Then I became a cop, all this other stuff. We just knew each other for years. So I invited him on the podcast the same day we were recording the episode with Charlie. They pass each other going in and out, and hey, I know you. It was very yeah. It was Walt, yeah. Walt Hannah. You can blur that out later if you want, but it was Walt Hannah. Yeah. No, Charlie, you can blur it out because <laughs> you run this show now. <laughs> You're so stupid. Fucking. So he hasn't changed. So I thought instead of uh, all introducing. These where oh, where we'd gosh. all come from and how we'd all come to the show um i would go around the table and I would, let's start let's start with uh chris and then we'll end with me and charlie because you know we we're always on here talking i want to know what your favorite like what's the first episode you remember and what's your favorite you guys can't do a first because you were on the first but what was the first one you remember hearing and then what's the one that sticks out most to you Oh my gosh! I'm gonna put him on the spot yeah. like that. Yeah, no kidding, man. If you want, I'll go first. Really, okay, yeah, please. No, yeah. Fucked up. All right. Um, so I think the I think the best story that I and I had the privilege to actually be to have this person over at my house yeah. was I think it was your I don't know if it was an ex coworker of yours that ended up lateraling lateraling over to another agency SWAT guy um, mm -hmm. and they did, shot four times. Shot four times. Three fifty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like my point blank range. Oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. was probably oh, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, really nice dude, and I think that was that's that whole story was was wild in itself. But 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 I for some reason that after you know all this time, that story has never left my brain, and I yeah. have thought about that story multiple times while clearing homes. Yeah, because um, because that, that house was cleared. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and then he it was went in the fucking closet. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then got re cleared, and he got shot four times. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that one um, fucked me up. Because I, I've known Adam. We've worked the streets together. I, I could tell you hilarious stories. Um, I don't know. Did I ever tell you the story about the, the 647F, the, the drunken public that he arrested at the gas station? Mm. So I'll tell you that to tell you this. So <laughs> this is the kind of relationship Adam and I had. He, I was coming on. He was already working. I was coming on for a swing shift. He was already working day watch. And it was towards the end of the shift. Is this uh, report of a blonde in a pink dress drunk at the local stop and rob downtown no crime <laughs> run around the, the gas station topless d dress undone and so is this a real blonde or a it's, i mean she was a blonde lady <clears throat> oh was yeah. it a real lady I, also yes she ended up being a real lady <laughs> i'm just curious because i'm very confused these days can, i know right well <laughs> go ahead bud light can put on one, put whatever <laughs> they want on their cans yes uh so i go to the station i'm getting geared out they he hooks her up for public and talks Brings her to the station, and then I'm coming out. He's got to get some paperwork from inside the station. He says, "Hey, can you do me a favor? This is the this is the blonde from the gas station who was drunk and running around topless. Can you watch over her?" 
And, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm like, sure. So he goes inside to get paperwork and he's like, you should look in the back. I'm like, all right. So I look in the back. She's 65, made of leather. Her top is down around her waist. Her bottoms are pulled up to her belly button. She's got her feet up on the partition. And you can smell looked, that already. It looked like <laughs> looked like uh, Arby's commercial. <laughs> and all I, I was like, you, he comes back and I was like, you son of a bitch. You knew that she was, you knew what you were telling, sending me to watch. He's like, yes, I did. So he goes 10-8 and then she got revenge for me because he clicks the mic to give time and mileage on his way to county jail to take her to, to county jail. And he's, you know, you hear him, you know, key up the mic for down 28. And then dispatch says, go ahead. And he goes, right, I'm 28. And in the space of the time it takes for him to give time and mileage, you hear her scream, quit eating my pussy <laughs> <laughs> over the entire county radio. <laughs> and so that's the, you know, that's, those are my memories, Adam. So when we did that episode, I had known the story from him, but he'd never gone like that long into detail. Mm. And then I heard that audio. Because mm-hmm. he brought the dispatch audio. Yeah, yeah. And when I heard his voice, it took me back to the days of working the streets and hearing his voice mm-hmm. in my ear on like the radio. Like you were there, right? And it was it it had a very visceral... Like, it hit me like I was there. Yeah. And I remember, like, fucking keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Yeah. Yeah, that's where it was very impactful. That was probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And for those of you listeners that haven't heard that, we'll go back and listen to it. And for those of you that have listened to it, I hope that does stick in your mind every time you get in a foot pursuit with a scumbag or you go to clear a house or do any of that shit. Because, damn. Yeah. All right. Do, did you think of something? Mm-hmm. Or you, do you... No, and he brought that one up. That, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. What about, do you, do you have any other ones that stick out to you? I mean, we've had, let's see, we had my, just... my buddy who, who did the anniversary drop in Normandy. I remember that. In full gear. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, same day we had the gal who uh she stopped that she stopped that dude. Oh, yeah, in the she car. stopped some just it was like some it wasn't even like a it wasn't a stop. He was, he was, was like a, she she, she just, rolled up on his car in the park. Yeah, it and was his just windows random. were fogged up. Yeah, it was just random. And he had a like he decided not to not kill to her because she was nice. That's I remember it. that. Mm-hmm. Only because she was nice. Yeah. Yeah. There was that one. Yeah, she was nice to him. Um those are of course the the wood chipper story. You know what? I Since that, about that, oh, I didn't forget about that. Oh. Especially up here, you know, I'll tell you. Every time I see a wood chipper, I think about that. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. To this day, I do. Some I can work. hear one, and I think about it. I do some work with a tree service on the side, and I've seen one operate, and I've taken video of it operating, yeah, no. and I just it turns mm-hmm. my stomach to think, uh, yeah, how unforgiving that thing is, and it just it didn't even. I, I'm sure it didn't even blink. No. no, didn't even blink. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no it was no. probably the softest thing it felt all day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to be honest, you're that kind of like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she doesn't listen, does she? No, she doesn't listen. Um, any other ones that you can remember that no, stick out to you? Gosh, that wood chipper. Right, a flaming donkey. We never got the full story of the flaming donkey. No, was that the series? That no, that was when uh, our buddy Scott came on. Mm. And talked about the first invasion oh, of Iraq. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. I tried to get him here. I know that's all right. He just happened to come in last night, I think. Yeah, and he talked about just rolling into a town and there's a donkey yeah. on, fire on fire walking by. Mm-hmm. 
And we're like, we got to get the story of the flaming donkey. And he's like, all right. And then he, he hasn't been back since. To tell I'm going to remind him. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to remind him Good. about the flaming donkey. Um, <laughs> what else? <clears throat> what can you remember? You know what sticks out is, um, is John's party story. That party call you went on to. Oh. And it just turned to I, absolute garbage. That was uh, garbage. Yeah. Some good the, video on that shit, too. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> to think how many party calls we go to mm-hmm. and how many don't turn to shit, but when they do, they really do a good job. They do a great job yeah. turning to shit. <laughs> that was a great story, dude. I mean, yeah, I still think about that once in a while. There's guys yeah. up here, actually, that... Um, I don't know, it's come up a few times, and every once in a while I'll walk in, they're fucking playing it on YouTube. They're like, this is Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You still have the video, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's all over YouTube, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's all over YouTube. I mean, I'm sure. Everything's all over YouTube now. Yeah. 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 How about you, Charlie? What what stories stick out to you from either ones you listen to or ones that you have have been a part of? Uh, Major Joe Patterson, he was a dark horse guy. he talked about <clears throat> leading Marines into um, in Afghanistan and his one of his guys got shot in the neck and fucking took off running, squirting blood. They oh. lost him, didn't worry. He, he got <laughs> covered in blood, just taken off. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. So and then I spoke to him, you know, connected with him outside of this, this podcast. He's a really down to earth guy. And so I really liked having him on. And then there I don't remember this guy's name. But I believe he works in Arizona and he wrote a book. Yeah. I think he lives in San Diego now. If, if that's the same guy. And he went on a uh, fucking call where it was just hellacious shooting um, in his street. And that one was pretty, um, like hearing that, I was like, wow. Is that the, is that, that the same? Fucking intense. Is that the same guy that sent us the books? He did send us books. Because yeah. the, because I think that's the same guy that ended up going to his partner getting killed. Yes. I believe right? that. And he is. found him in a field. No, no, was that's that a different else? guy. That's a different guy. That was a. But that, I think his partner did get killed in this one. Was that because? Okay, yeah. was it the sergeant that I'm saw not his? Respect anyone? No, no, no. I know. Stories, but. but was it the sergeant who saw his his the his subordinate, the guy that was yes. on his shift, get killed? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a different guy. They both wrote books, but okay, he was an L. He was a. Um, Southern California copper. Mm-hmm. This guy was Arizona copper, and then he because the guy Arizona. you're talking about, he wrote a book. He'd been in like three shootings, right? Yeah, he'd been in a lot. Like, yeah, he'd been he in had a several. lot of fucking stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy we're talking about that saw he was a SoCal copper who moved to Arizona. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, and he wrote a book. And yep. okay, check this shit out. Let me see if I can look it up. Um, for those of what you, is his name. I look. His... At, I do know his name. Uh, so I'm gonna I look still up. have his book. It's up on our bookshelf. Um, let's see. So his name is Keith Notek. Keith, yes, and he wrote. From Sorrow to Amazing Grace. It's his memoir. I actually had him send a copy to you, to me, and to my dad. My dad read it, gave it to my stepmother. She read it. They were both like, this is one of the most amazing like books I've ever you know, read or whatever. Um he I let me see, I'm trying to look it up here. They made it they made his story into a movie. Oh, I didn't know really? that. Yeah. Um I'm trying to find what movie? That's what I'm looking up right now. Um, so Keith Notek, uh, author. Uh, I think it's okay. So I believe it's called One Cop's Journey. Um, and you know what? That's right. He's it's on his Facebook. If you go to his Facebook, it's on there because when he had me on Facebook, he was doing a lot of advertising for that. Yeah, or just like posting, reposting, kind of keeping people updated yep. on the the story and how it's going to be turned into a movie. Yeah. Or so it came out in 2022. One Cop's Journey. Um. It was starring 
Tim per- Tim Perez Ross as him, and then Dean Kane as his pastor at his church. Um, and he made a cameo in the movie and everything. So hmm. that hmm. you're right. I completely forgot that 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 he was on, and his book that he sent us ended up getting made into a little like yeah. little film, little yeah. indie film. Pretty crazy. That's pretty cool. pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Isn't that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's just weird. And okay, so. Here's a weird one. Uh, I was just trying to tell them. Maybe you can explain it better. I have told a story about going to the I'm Shot training where, you know, you go and you spend the first four hours hearing <clears> cops <throat> tell stories about being shot. And then you spend the next four hours with a police psychologist talking about how to prepare your mind for it and survive it. And one of the cops that gave his story was his hand had he was on a ride along or he had a ride along with an, an explorer in the Walmart parking lot. Marcus Young. See? Okay. He's yeah, he's a sergeant at my department. See? And okay, so here's the weird thing. So I've been telling the story for years. I meet him when I moved up here and we were talking and jaw jacking. The story go can you relay it better like briefly the better than I can? I, you know it better than I do. Yeah. Cuz the one thing I remember is the the shot to the head was not fatal, but the shot in the ass was. Yeah, the Texas heart shot was yeah. fatal. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I, go ahead. I don't want to steal anyone's thunder. No, he'll if, be I, we want to have him on. Yeah. We're trying he, to get that arranged or at least the guy that was there right yeah but the cadet. if you could give the briefest of yeah, the cliff summaries. notes yeah the cliff notes so what shoplifter at walmart um they hook up the shoplifter it's a uh, one of our sergeants and a cadet the cadet's 15 year old male and they they're wheeling the uh the arrestee out to the car and boyfriend comes out with both hands in his coat pocket and says, "Yeah, I got a gun, and or I have a knife." That's what he said. I have a knife. Well, Marcus is a he's a DT instructor, so he pulls some DT stuff on him, grabs one of his arms. Well, on the other, the free hand, he has a gun. So he empties a revolver on Marcus. Uh, Marcus is hit four or five times. I mean, he's hit pretty good in the hand, right? In his right it, hand. One of well, his hand was disabled. I, I think that might have happened during the struggle. That okay. He, At some point, his right hand, his right hand's demolished completely. He cannot draw his weapon out of his holster. Um, he's trying to do it with his left hand, and he can't do it. He can't unsnap. So he calls the cadet. He waves the cadet over. Meanwhile, the cadet, to his credit, is calling out eleven ninety nine. And does all the right things on the radio. Runs over, pulls the service pistol out of Marcus's holster, hands it to him. Marcus with his left hand. Meanwhile, bad guy's trying to get the rifle out. He's in the car. car. He's tr- he's pushing all the buttons, Yanking. trying to get the rifle out. Oh, so they've separated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so shit. he thinks Marcus is down. I'm going to go grab the rifle. Um, doesn't think about getting his his girlfriend's actually in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, right? she's hooked up. In so the he's back. not trying to get girlfriend what? out. He's trying to get the rifle out of the car, and so he's looking for the the button. And uh, Marcus shoots a few times. Um, one of them hits him in the head. Yeah, the way he I remember him telling me he, he shoots. The guy looks at him and he gets him right between the eyes. Just like, a perfect shot, right? Like yeah. right in the forehead. And the guy goes down, and then pops back up like a whack a mole with a hole right in the middle of his forehead. Yeah. That round actually like hit his skull, went traveled around, 
under the skin yep. and back out. Yeah. Then turns around Jesus. again to get the rifle out, yep. shoots him in the ass, yep. goes up Texas headshot right yep. through his anus into his heart and kills him. Yep. Wow. So when I was the SRO, that was my car. Was the car that got yeah? Up so it had bondoed over bullet holes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the perfect school car, right? Like, oh my god! Don't mess with him, kids. He's got bullet holes in his that's car. A small world. Like I've, I met that yeah. guy. Told that story. You know, I saw that. That story made a huge impact on me when I was going to narc school and all this other stuff and going to training. I had like three years on the department when I met that guy and heard that story. And then lo and behold, here I am, fucking fifteen years, twenty years later, and he's like, "Yeah, I worked for that. That's my buddy." It just is so and doesn't doesn't the cadet live up here now? Yeah, he's playing poker with us the other day. Yeah, oh, really? Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. When we played oh, poker the yeah. other day. Right, oh, right there? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. I don't want to throw any names out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's oh, small. That like, cadet never became a cop? Oh yeah, he is. No, he's he was playing yeah. poker oh, with yeah. us the other night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's oh, doing wow. very well. I I mean he I he gave me some information we linked up. Yeah, after, good. Yeah. He's a good dude. What yes, a small yeah. so we're world. gonna get him yeah. on. Yeah, he's a great guy. What a small so, world it is. The, the law enforcement community is small. It's very small. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's kind of like that weird thing where you say to somebody, "Oh, do you know him?" And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cops in this world, but you might as well ask because you uh, never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I've, I've ran into several people up here that I worked with, well, not I, knowing that they were up here. Just, oh, just in passing, like, oh, don't do I know you? Like, oh yeah, we know each other. Yeah. It's just random. Well, I told you. Uh, my a missing person. <laughs> one of my partners who worked narcs with me. He was he was the case agent when I first went undercover. So he was I was was my first like legit undercover assignment. And I'll tell that story someday. But and he was the case agent running me. And uh, I he moved to Colorado after he, he they medically retired him. They fucked him over too. And they moved to Colorado. I move up here. I text him on the anniversary of a critical incident we got involved in, and he's like. And he's like, yeah. I said, hey, you know, I moved to Idaho. He goes, really? Yeah, me too. Where? I said, I thought you were in fucking Colorado. And he goes, no, fuck Colorado. I moved to Idaho. I said, where? And he goes, just north of Coeur d'Alene. And I went, <laughs> where? And he goes, well, you know where Sandpoint is? And I said, yeah. Shut and he's up. like, I'm in Sagal, just south of Sandpoint. I fish priest all the time, which is mm-hmm. where we're going to yeah. go yeah, yeah, yeah. fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you're fuck, I, Dude, I'm in Coeur d'Alene. So we went hunting. You know, so here I am hunting with a guy I worked narcs with almost two decades ago. Right. It's crazy. So it is a small world. It's kind of a landing spot, too. So, well, that's true. Yeah. It's, so a, it's a safe haven. For, the big LZ for some former law enforcement guys <laughs> up here. I, think. I remember when I had a few years on the job, all the older guys retiring and going to this place called Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. And I remember looking at it going, why the fuck would you want to go there? Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's You're crazy. Nowhere. They got snow and shit. Why the hell? Oh, We're yeah, in Southern we California. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> I guess you found out. Could have brought that, bought that property a long no time ago. Shit. Oh right, yeah. No shit. No shit. Can you uh, imagine? So, what, uh, what, um, what have you guys like? What's been your biggest surprise from doing the show and being involved in the show? Oh, Chuck, sorry, you, you did. We talked about your your was Joe Patterson, but did you want to talk about your impression of the <laughs> poor first Chuck? Time? Man, he's just feeling hey, hey, Charlie, left you out. Take it personally right now. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> no, but, uh, I didn't ask you what was your first he's impression. Butthurt. Huh? He's butthurt. I don't. I- can can only one person talk at a time for a second? Hold on. Like, oh. Coming in one fucking speaker. <laughs> what? I had said to you, you didn't give us your first impressions. Like, what was the first? 
Did had you listened to the show before you came out before John invited you on or uh I hadn't listened to any podcast at that time. Um and then I was asked to come on and because uh, I can't so remember no, I what you said. Listened. What? I can't remember what you said when you when you if you had listened to it before or if you had no. I, at that time, I had not. No, no, okay. no, I had not because I hadn't listened to any podcast. I didn't even know what a really of a podcast was. And then after that, I started getting in, you know, into more of them. Right. And then now like comedy. I mean, even then, there was a lot of podcasts out. Um, but even I, I know a lot of people were what's a fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you got like Donut Operator and. Uh, you know, everybody that was on like a Facebook platform or, or like all these different platforms, as soon as like this started to become a thing, they just switched to like, they just do it live right? with microphones in front of their face. Right. And then there you had the conception of podcasts. But uh, you know, I feel like one of the things that we've done and we've turned down advertising, we've done things because we want to keep it raw, real, like legitimate stories and, and stuff like that. And I feel like, when you look at some of these other guys, they just, they watch body cam videos and they make jokes, you know, as opposed to like really listening to what fucking people have to say and then breaking it down. And, and I, 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 that's my impression. I don't know. But, um, my, my question was then what, what do you guys think is your biggest surprise or what has been the biggest revelation you've, you've realized from being involved with this? For me, it's probably been how, how big of an impact just from the emails we've gotten that people have said, Hey, I remembered what you said and I changed my tactics or I did this or I did that. Or I, you know what I mean? That's probably been the biggest thing for me, but I don't, I'm, I'm curious to what your biggest surprise or what you, you've kind of gleaned out of doing this for God now, what, four years? No, well, I surely haven't done as many as you guys, but looking back, um, I would say the therapeutic end of it hmm. for me personally. Right. Um, and then obviously I'm sure it uh, folded over onto other people that I don't even know. Right. Um, but I would say that was probably the biggest impact on me, that the timing could have been more perfect for me personally. Yeah, we still have – I have an episode recorded in the can I know. that has never been aired. I know. Um, it's like our vintage model. Vintage, like, right, right? <laughs> never hit the like, show. I ever get, if I ever get permission to edit it or if we ever re-record it, um, it's the story of how you retired. Yeah, and you want to know what's funny about that? And I, I was, we were having a conversation about this a little while ago, uh, myself and my wife. And um, it would be interesting for me to hear it again mm-hmm. because my headspace then right. and my headspace now is the polar opposites. Right. And so it, you it's definitely. What's that? I said you should definitely re-record that or or listen to it, and then if it's good. You know, I mean, I'll give you the publish I'll, it. I'll, oh, I know. I'll, I'll burn down the raw I have audio. It. You still have the raw you audio? Sent, you sent yeah, it to okay. me. Yeah. I didn't know if you still had it. As a matter of fact, on a side note, um, about, what, maybe three months ago? About three months ago, it resurfaced. That whole incident resurfaced. Oh, really? Oh, and, awesome. uh, yeah. and I went out to uh, uh, Tennessee for oh. an interview. Oh. Yeah, myself and the two others. Really? Why Tennessee, if you can say? Oh, just just because of uh, getting everybody in one place. Got it. Yeah. I uh, I happened to be the one that was ass out as far as where I was, and so it was just easier to get everybody into sure. Tennessee. Right. No mm-hmm. other reason. Now, can can I ask where what you were interviewed for? Was it like a book, or was it the newspaper No, it was, uh, was it, TV it was uh, TV. 
TV. Yeah, it was a uh, news. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, which was going to air it on the, the rookie. What's that? Are they going to air something like that on the rookie? No, no, no. It was news. <laughs> no, it was no, news, gonna, news. They're like going to use that news. to make an episode oh. of the rookie. Is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not a joke about that because it, it it wouldn't surprise me if they used that to make an episode of TV. Uh, that was a topic of discussion at the time because Fuck, the really? people that interviewed us um you should sell your story didn't too. even know what they were getting into right because remember as you know what we're talking about actually that you know in their 3 minutes or 4 minutes of airing it right it's 4 hours of information right. that they otherwise didn't have correct and so by the end of the day with all the information that they had and it was mind blowing. So I'll I'll delete this if you're, I'm not allowed to say it. But yeah. uh, let's just suffice to say, without getting into the story, you were involved in as the plaintiff in a multi million dollar lawsuit against the Los Angeles Police Department. I was, and it wasn't even it. It didn't start with you, no. But it certainly ended with you and your partner because you and your partner stuck up for your other partner. There were three of us, yes, and got fucked over, and you said. I yeah I still remember you telling me you walked in fucking slapped your badge on the desk and said fuck you I'm out of here like like a movie like you know you you see cops. I actually went in that day not intending to do that right like you told me you said I walked in there and then I in, told my wife like, after I did it I was on my way home and I said hey just so you know I left yeah you did what <laughs> yeah I left yeah. So that that's that's how you exited yeah that's awesome yeah I yeah, I mean we could talk about the end of it. I would have walked back in and just grabbed it real quick. I need that for a shot. No, <laughs> no I, I, that's that's no, I know that's I know, not I what know. happened. No, I know, I know but I know, it was it was that that was the gist yes. of what happened. Uh, was, yeah, you know, I didn't go in. I didn't go saying, in that day. Fuck you, I'm done. Yeah, right. I didn't go in that day for that. I it like was it was it's it's not actually slamming your like you didn't turn in your badge and See, your wait, gun wait, wait, to the wait, captain. Wait, hold on, we're saying way too much. We're saying, this is we way just too need much. the episode. Yes. If, okay, either we'll either that it. happens or it doesn't. Like it doesn't have to happen, but I'm saying right. like no, we it does. We can't we have, give we too have much. Have it, yeah. We can't give too much because it's its own thing. But, yeah, I agree with John. Like it, if it has to happen, it, if it's going to say more, it has to happen now. If not, we got to hold no, it for a different. No, we can't do it now. It's yeah, no, 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 way too involved. So I thought I would. Go into because I asked people for some emails. Some emails I'm I'm just going to kind of give a poll, um, or or some general thoughts on what because people have just been sending in what their favorite episodes have been, but some people have actually like written emails with thoughts and longtime listeners. So Eric has been a longtime listener, and he says hello. I just wanted to pass along some of my favorite episodes from more stories. Uh, the number one is the Corporal Patino story. So this was the Marines in Afghanistan series, mm-hmm. and Corporal Patino was uh, one of the Marines that was killed. He, I, I believe he had been in the Navy and then changed from the Navy to the Marine Corps and then was killed in line of duty um, in, in Afghanistan in the uh, Sangin Valley. Uh, so he wanted to mention one of those. Uh, this is This is one of my favorites. The Navy Corpsman and the NAM. Mm-hmm. I loved our two Vietnam veteran. I would love to get more Vietnam veterans on, but we interviewed a Navy corpsman who had been in Vietnam with the Marines, and then we interviewed uh, an air cab, a Huey gunship pilot. Oh, yeah. That guy was talking <sighs> about shooting people down, and I'm just like, and just like, <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, they fucking shot that guy down. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> so we could get into that one a little bit, because what I remember from that one, the one that fucking stuck out to me well the two parts that really stuck out to me 
I think uh, he talked about. I, did, I don't know if you were you weren't present, but did you listen to the? No, movie? I don't think I heard this. So one. he fucking tells us. He goes, he goes. Uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now. A lot of people want to like be sad about what yeah, they did over he there, was, but he was fuck em. cold. He goes fuck them. They tried. They, they tried to kill me. I killed them first. It that's just it is what it is. I made it out. They didn't. I, I'm not going to apologize. And it was the most, it was kind of refreshing. <laughs> right? It was kind of refreshing. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, honesty. You know, honest. Yeah. Well, and and he's he's made peace with, like, it's like, yeah, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so he tells us, um, do you remember he said, so the first thing was they had to refuel on a, on a brown water Navy boat. So mm-hmm. it's brown water Navy and they go down and they, they're refueling and whoever was the little captain lieutenant in charge of this brown water navy boat he had his camera with him and he's like hey i want to get some cool shots of you firing off your rockets and he's like really and he's like yeah do you, do you, he's like yeah fuck it i can fire off a couple rockets for a photo op for this dude that's refueling us so they take back off of this little brown water navy boat and they aim the helicopter the huey at a bunch of trees Right off, right, literally right off the water, so that they could get this cool shot of the helicopter's big as life firing out his rockets into these empty trees. And he goes, so I hit the rockets, and boom, 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 they go off, and the fucking trees started shooting back. Yeah, they started getting lit the fuck up, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Is for real, then, guys. Then it was on. Like it, they turned the guns on the brown water. There was a bunch of VC hiding in the bush, oh, just yeah. waiting for the boat to go by. Oh, and they're like, "They don't see us. They don't oh, see us. Shit. Fuck, they see us!" And then yeah. it, the fight was on. Oh shit! The fight was fucking wow. on. Think that helicopter surprised them? I think <laughs> surprised <laughs> a little bit. But then the one I don't know if I remember this part of the story. This was, I think. Even more, my favorite was, uh, he says, they picked up a dude, and I, I don't remember, I have to go back and listen to it, My mem- I don't want to misquote, but they had a dude in the helicopter who was like, hey, you know, right over that hill, there's a NVC training facility. And he's like, really? And he's like, yep, with people there now. And they're like, Really? And they're on like a like a chauffeur mission. They're just picking this guy up and taking him back to mm-hmm. base. The guy's like, "Yeah." With so without any orders, there's like, "Fuck it." They flew over the hill and <laughs> mowed him off. It's a freebie, right? Yeah. <laughs> just just flew over the hill and went. Oh yeah, there they are. It's <laughs> a freebie. And Fuck, the rules of engagement back then were just so wild. Well, I'm pretty sure he said that that was against any. the rules even back then. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any. <laughs> but I so that one, and then. That same, it was a back to back because we had two Vietnam veterans on together to discuss their experiences together, and so they were on each other. And they were episodes. polar opposites. They were polar opposites. One was really deeply fucked up by mm-hmm. it, and one was like, "Ah, fuck them, right?" But the the mm-hmm. corpsman, do you remember when he said, you know, going up that hill, and they had napalmed the bottom of the hill below mm-hmm. them, so they're taking the hill as the napalm's climbing up the hill to burn them. Yep. And he said he he told us that the the marine that was right next to him was scared shitless kid who just grabbed him and said, you know, doc, doc, if they don't, don't let the fire get me. If the fire gets to us, you got to do me. And he's like, you're not, no, I, okay, but no, that's not, we're going to be all right. And they made it out. But it was that level of like, holy shit, fear of don't let me burn to death. Just kill me. Mm-hmm. You know? And he, I mean, he was, he was fucked up by it. He was. Yeah, he was. So that was, that was, uh, I remember those very much so. 
Uh, so episode 122, From State Police to the Higher Patrol. And uh, he said, in all honesty, it was kind of hard picking three episodes. I do have to say that those three are special to me because they are shared with um, by my family. Corporal, Corporal Patino's story was told by his Marine Brothers in Arms. The air, uh, uh, Let's see. Godfather sharing a story of war that not many talk about, um, which is the Navy mm-hmm. Corpsman. And then Chuck listening to his dad telling some of his own war stories. So that's why he loved the From State Police to Highway Patrol is because it was you listening to your dad talk about some of his stories. Oh, and I, th- I thought that shit was weak, too. Fuck, dude. I was like, come on, man. Tell him the story. Like, it doesn't it, act like this isn't here. Tell me the stories like that you. You used to tell me like the real dirty shit. Okay, so that's the funny because John's <laughs> John's been on the show with his own father a lot. I had my father on one episode. Charlie had his father on one episode. I had the same problem. I was deeply disappointed by the stories my dad shared because he's told me other things. I'm like, well, you need to tell that shit. <laughs> and he he you just tell- <laughs> he wouldn't. I mean, like I remember my dad. He slept on. He slept in home. Like he dressed up like a homeless dude and, and slept on Skid Row overnight when the Skid Row slasher was running around cutting up bums, you know, and shit like that. And then there's some other ones that probably should never be told because it was the 70s. Right. And- <laughs> well, my, my dad had fucking stories of spitting <laughs> Levi Garrett into people's eyes. He said it was better than the mace they would, you know, supply him and you just spit in their face and then yeah. like shit like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why aren't you telling that shit? Uh, my and he's dad like, had yeah, a partner then, that would do way worse than that. <laughs> during the riots, we would just beat the shit out of him. We just walk up to him, fuck him up, and then kick him down the street. And he's like, today it's a bunch of pussies. And I'm like, oh my, well, you need to tell those stories, not the, the other fucking stories. I don't remember what he said, but, you know, oh, horrible, but. I was disappointed. <laughs> Severely. Has, has it been, how has it been for you being on the show with your dad? Cause you and your dad have a much different relationship than say me and my dad. Um, you guys are, uh, a little more, I guess your generations of law enforcement are more closely connected. My generation of law enforcement with my dad's generation of law enforcement is probably much further apart. So yeah, that's 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 well, yeah. I mean, we were working at the same time, right? Yeah, that's true. That's what I mean. I so, didn't even really uh, think about that. Yeah. So my yeah. my dad retired five years before I came on the job, and he had been a desk jockey for the last ten, doing emergency operation stuff. So that's kind of weird to think because I've ha- I mean I've called him and he's done tracks for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah, and Charlie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so right. how's that? That how is weird, that? isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I think of like. Yeah, I never really thought about it. It was just normal. I, yeah. So in, in the, in the, it's, it's not, it's, it's kind of, okay. At the time, it's work, right? Yeah. So right. like, it's not, I'm not thinking like, oh man, I get to watch my dad work. Like I, first of all, I grew up in it. Like I just grew up in it. Right. So it's not, it's not true. Maybe, so maybe from someone on the outside, they they might even be on scene and be like, "That's kind of cool." Like he's actually doing something with his dad at work. Like that that's cool, right? For me, at least in that moment in time, I'm like, "This is just work. Cool, we got a canine here. Let's do our thing." Blah blah. It's all business. I guess I could sit back now, years later, and be like, "That's a really cool experience." Because not not a whole lot of people get to do that. Like who gets to do that? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I never really thought about no. it until right now. Yeah, my yeah. dad went out for yeah. cigarettes 30 years ago. I haven't seen him since. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I wasn't ready. I was right. not ready. No, I'm just kidding. I was not ready. <laughs> 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 oh my god has it do you think it's brought you closer though i mean you gotta have, you got like the father-son bond plus the brother law enforcement bond too um i don't know i mean i he pretty much hears a lot of shit he doesn't want to hear from me yeah, yeah. Well, i heard you guys <laughs> talking before we even started the show where you you were able to uh so I'll gripe play. about your own department now <clears throat> Or issues you're having now, yeah. your dad was able to give relevant current advice. My dad was only ever able to give me historic, like as a cop, this is a truism for all time, uh, as opposed yeah. to like, no, this shit is happening right now. And here's uh, what you I'll tell have. you my take on that. It's okay. interesting you brought that conversation up. So I understand. I understand. Uh, so, like in this specific conversation that we were talking about, without going into it, mm -hmm. I understand um, what he's saying because I've been there. Right. But then I also understand that I'm in a different perspective now. Fast forward thirty years. Right. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're you're saying that you're so, listening to him, understanding that the advice you give him is in the rear view as opposed to no, being I have in the a moment. No, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. You can see it from both sides. You can see it from yes. his perspective, but you also see it from that outside perspective because now you have been detached from law enforcement for such a period of time to where you can objectively think yeah, about and it. Gone, yeah, like, and, and gone through that, and gone through that ringer right. more than once. Right. So, but you're, yeah, it, it's do an you think interesting the fact that you don't have the emotion connected to it anymore. Like you're out, out. You've taken the breather. Does that affect? It at all my perspective or? yeah yeah i think so okay yeah i think so yeah i think he can look at things yeah. not emotionally like i like i'm emotionally yeah, like, because he's invested in it like right. i'm in it yeah right, right. And, so. and that's kind of what i mean makes sense so when he's saying it i understand because maybe not the exact circumstance but i have felt that when i had five years on the job 10 years on job 15 years on job right i mean i've had these you remember it i remember it i remember right. the feeling and i remember what i was thinking and then looking back now fast forward 30 years now looking back thinking you know how i handled it could have handled it a little different i see it from a different perspective uh not that i handled it wrong back then but i handled it in a way with the information that i had at the time you know in my 10 years as a cop or 15 years or 20 years so it's it's a weird situation because i get it i feel it i understand it i'm kind of mm. like him yeah. but i'm not so i'll ask you this then cuz i'm going to ask Charlie the same thing cuz i don't speak to it and maybe <laughs> if your dad really didn't go out for cigarettes, <laughs> would you would you guys have made good partners? We would have been fired. Oh, <laughs> oh totally. <laughs> Title eighteen. Oh, totally fired. Way to okay. be honest. Remember right. what happened in Long Beach? That was about the extent of what would have happened in just recently in Long Beach. No, when we went fishing. Oh yeah, right after my first OAS, we almost shot another dude while we were going I, fishing. I do. I don't think you ever we told that even, story on the story. When you're, when you're off, I remember yeah. you telling me. Oh, okay. I remember they told me this story off the air. But to answer your question, we didn't even talk. We right. just no. both did exactly the right. same thing, knowing what the other was going right. to do. I remember that. I, all yeah. I literally said was, "I was like, I, I can't remember my exact." Can you tell not, it? Can you? T you said you? something like the guys coming up behind yeah, us, or something like that. In a nutshell, I mean, it was really we. Yeah. We. I, I was on leave for my first OIS, so I was on paid days. Right. And this so, is your first story. 
No, I think my first story was the was my deployment. Was Afghanistan? I thought your first story was the shooting in the, no. the parking lot of McDonald's or whatever the fuck. No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I don't think so. But either way. Yeah. So wait. On a side note, I just got off a cruise ship. Just so you know. <laughs> when that you happened. had just gotten off. Yeah, a cruise we just ship. came back from vacation. Okay. And he had so the OIS. For, for clarification, you're on a cruise. He gets into the white right. You get off the boat. He's like, uh, Dad. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Who told you? Sarah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl I was dating at the time. Okay. Ended up. All right. That message. Anyways. So, so you're on uh, uh, admin leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> I'm an avid fisherman. I want to go fishing and it, and it was, it was just you and I. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so anyways, we, we go out on one of those deep sea fishing. It was like a half day or whatever we're doing, but you have to be there at the ass crack of dawn. Right. It's like four or five o'clock in the morning and we pull into the Harbor in long beach and long beach is a, it's a shithole, but four or five o'clock in the morning at the docks, you'd probably be, be all right. 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 So anyways, we pull in where the first, I think we were the first ones there. Or maybe, maybe another car to maybe in the lot. And we're trying to find, because each dock has a slip and each one has its own separate parking lot. So we're trying to figure out which parking lot we're supposed to be in. Well, so we drive the road a few times back and forth. And of course, there's one fucking homie sitting on one of the corners, just dressed down. Fucking asshole. Big white shirt. Just just eyeballing us. At four in the fucking morning. Yeah, summer uniform. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just eyeballing us every time we go back. Dickies in a big white shirt. So I I took notice of it. And I'm like, all right. Well, he probably thinks we're casing him. Because right. we just keep driving by, right? And ultimately, the parking lot we had to go into was the exact same fucking corner he was standing on. Of course, of course it was. So I, right. so on purpose, I rolled down my window as we drove by and kind of gave him the nod like, hey, dude, We're I, I ain't here to fuck with you. Right. Like, it, this is not who you think, whatever. So he sees me. I see him. Roll up my window. And then um, I'm trying to park. And as I'm parking towards the back of the parking lot or the farthest end of the parking lot, there was only one way in and one way out. And that was where we came from. And... Uh, as I'm slowing down, I look at my side and I see him hands in his pockets, just beelining it for our truck. Just, I mean, from behind us, walk, from behind us. Mm. And I remember saying, I was like, I, I, I remember looking at him and looking back. I'm like, Hey, he's coming like, or something like he's, Hey, he's walking up on us or, or something. And I zoomed up into the parking lot threw that shit in park. And before I knew it, we were both out of the car <laughs> with a fucking gun pointed right at that dude's face. <laughs> and before I can even didn't st- shoot him. Oh, you have no idea how close it was. Yeah, I'm so surprised. Yeah, whoever whoever that Vato is in Long Beach, you can count your I lucky was taking, stars. I was there was pressure out of that trigger for there was no doubt that guy was about to get lit the fuck up. And honestly, in that moment, we could have done it. I, there's no doubt in my mind we could have done it. Um, and before I could say anything, he what did you say? I said I'm gonna fucking kill you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Oh no, no, no. Because I'm coming. I'm charging him. He said, yeah. He said, so we're both charging him on both ends of the truck, and right. and he says, "Hey, we're gonna fucking kill you. Let me see your hands." And you could just see the eyes just <laughs> like just his eyes are like oh. fucking deer, and his hands come out super slow. <laughs> and he starts backing uh, up. Yeah, he started yeah, backing, started up. backing up. Hey, you've been practicing. <laughs> You've been through this before. <laughs> I'm uh, wrong truck, motherfucker. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, that, that was, was literally like not even a week after my first shooting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been that would have oh, been so God. good for your reputation. Oh, oh yeah. You're like I on was, the razor's edge already, <laughs> right? You got a month. I actually got a month off. Yeah. So yeah, Chuck, would you have been good partners with your dad? Uh, my dad on the state police. Uh, I think I'd have had a lot of fun. Uh, my dad when he went to CHP. I think at the beginning of his career, we probably would have had some fun. Uh, towards the end of his career, uh, nobody has fun. On the I CHP. think uh, I was going to say at CHP, how much CHP fun can it be? Can't handle. I would have fucking work. hated him. <laughs> to be honest, I would, Sorry, I would boys. Have probably been like, "Don't talk to me. You're you're fucking horrible. Leave me alone." Like type of shit. 
because I just think back to high school. He was an asshole, you know, you know, and I could just imagine him as because I've had supervisors. They were like that. I was like, fuck, dude, can't wait till you're gone. Yeah. And then they wheel out somewhere else. And I think, oh, thank God. But uh, yeah, no, I think I would have had a lot of fun when he was younger, but not when he got older, um, just because I think that he was, um, you know, in that leadership role as a watch commander. And he not necessarily drank the Kool-Aid, but he wasn't he, he really thought more about liability at that point. And I just think that would have been. Yeah, not me. Pretty shitty. Chuck, were you able to bounce stuff off your dad? Like, no. You know, both of you, you, you and Chuck, John, but uh, were you able to What's bounce that? stuff up off your old man? You know, like, yeah, like to vent. Yeah, he, yeah. So when I first came on, um, I was doing like reports every fucking day, and I was like getting like, two rests a day, and like doing five reports a day. I was overtime every day, and at that point, like there was no paid overtime. It was all, it was all time bank. So it didn't really matter. So they would work you to the bone. And I remember talking to my dad being like, I'm going to fucking quit. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fucking fun. I'm not learning anything. In fact, I'm learning how to write. And, um, and then, yeah, so I would able to bounce that off of me, get my mind right. He said, no, stick it through. And then anytime I had like a really like tough call, I could bounce things off of him. But I also had a big support group of other people that were also in law enforcement or former law enforcement that I could run things by. Yeah. They were like, hey, I dealt with this. I dealt with that. Um, this is kind of what I'm going through. But then there's also things you don't talk to your 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 parents about. So Sure. Yeah, I can understand that. I was able to somewhat bounce stuff off my dad. But unlike you two my dad and I are very different. Um, I love my dad. I have always wondered if my dad and I would have been friends or good partners because I often think I'd have been looking at my dad going, let's fucking go. And he'd be like, no, slum, let's calm down. Let's just, let's figure this out. And I'm like, let's no, let's just, we'll figure it out after let's fucking go. Right. Um, I, Oh, go ahead. Go finish. Ahead. No, no, finish. no, you're going to say what I'm about to say. I'll let you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just, I feel like my dad was a lot more reserved and, um, yeah, he was willing, he was down for it. Like he was willing to do the job, but I feel like he was a lot more career and family conscience and I was a little more cavalier. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that's, we're going to, so that's also age. No, I mean, even like, I think my dad at 24 was mm. 40, Mm. right? Like I, so to give you guys some perspective, I talked to my dad one time. He he worked Metro, right? Um, and for those of you that don't know, Metro is a unit within Los Angeles Police Department. It was very early on uh, in the formation of the unit. They would just, you'd call into work every day and they'd tell you, this is the area where you're going. You dress up in uniform, jump into a plane wrap car that you took home every night, and then you'd go over there and you'd crush whatever crime was happening in the area. And when he, he thought, oh, I'll go to Metro because that's a good way to promote is you go to Metro, you punch your ticket, you can promote from there. And um, he he got the uh, Preacher Award, and it was the statue of the horse's ass. That's the horse's, well, the horse's yeah. backside. Right. Yeah. When he promoted from there. Yeah. Yeah. And he told me he got a reputation for being you know, a guy who might not. Because he, he, I never doubted that my dad would have smoked somebody if he had to. But he also carried his bible to work interesting which was weird and 
the LAPD guys didn't know what to do with it. And then I asked him one time because he was on Metro. Maybe that's the reason he never had to use his gun. Maybe. It, it may be the reason. And that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> the reason I say that is because yeah. I had one in my backpack yeah. that I've been carrying around for 30 right. years. But he got this reputation as being, because he carried his Bible, he was yeah. a guy who wouldn't shoot. And that's not him at all. If you know him, you know, that was the first question he asked me when I was going to the academy is, are you ready to kill somebody? And he, he's had shotguns in people's stomachs and all that kind of stuff. And he was, he even told me, he said, you know, I'm jealous of you having been in these things because I was never tested like that. Mm-hmm. I just got away with it without ever having to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when I asked him, why didn't you ever go to SWAT? Cause SWAT, you know, for those of you who don't know in LAPD, SWAT is in the same division that the Metro is in. He said, well, you know, it was just a boys club and they wanted to just go out drinking and partying and hang out and do all the things. And I just wanted to go home to my family. Mm-hmm. And there's some validity to that. There is validity. There's absolute validity. Yeah. To that, and I respected it. But I was like, I don't know if I, I don't I don't know if I would have had that like at his age. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. my 40s. Sure. So my dad at his a younger age was a lot more. I guess circumspect mm-hmm. than I would have been. So that's why I don't know. Like we might have gotten along as partners, but it might have been that kind of like oil and vinegar, like lethal weapon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's Danny Glover. Who's who? Yeah, I was gonna I'm say who's who. Shit. <laughs> um so that was why I asked you guys, because I've always wondered, you know, like uh, for uh, uh, what who's a fucking basketball player? LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? His kid is getting into the NBA right now. He's still playing. And pretty much any team that drafts his kid knows that they can trade for LeBron James or sign LeBron James at any time because he specifically said, I want to spend at least one year, one season playing with my own kid on the mm-hmm. same team. And I thought about that. And I thought about, like, you guys, you got to do that. You got you weren't necessarily on the same team, but you at least got to play on the same field. I, you know, until you guys brought it up 20 minutes ago, I never thought about it. Yeah, same. I well, right. It was just normal. Yeah. It was just the way it, it was. was. Just, it was just Tuesday. But it that's Tuesday, what we talk right. about on this job. But it, yeah. you, all the things that occur to other people, oh, my God, can you believe this? And you're like, well, it's just fucking Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Well, we've uh, we've hit the hour mark. So if you guys are cool for part two, we're going to go for part two. I don't care. All right. I don't know where to be. Um, so there's, that's the end of part one for our 200th episode. Um and we'll we'll see you again next week for part two of this episode where we'll be discussing some, I think, some short stories and catching up with each other and uh, talking a little more shit and having some strong drinks. So, uh, Chuck, do you want to give us our, our send-off real quick? Yeah, if you like today's podcast, please go and follow us on our Instagram and our Facebook uh, and our website. Um, and if you have a story you would like to share, please go to booking.warstories at gmail.com. Again, that is booking.warstories at gmail.com. And send me your story. I will get you booked. We're looking for law enforcement veterans, fire, police, medics, and those who work in, you know, uh, the ER and things like that. So thank you for all your support and stay safe. All right, fellas. We'll, we'll join you on part two next week. And until our next episode, come home with your shield or honor.